0: Welcome to the Hillside Baptist Chapel's weekly podcast. Please listen as Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, teaches from God's Word.
1: Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, phone or message at 64386541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist 2020 at gmail.com.
2: One day every time will confess you are God. One day every
0: Oh, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day, oh Lord. I thank you for this place, oh Lord. And give us that grace, oh Father, to truly worship you, oh Father. I pray for those who are out sick, oh Father, and I pray for the ones that are here, oh Father. So I just pray you open ears and open hearts to you and your word this day. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay, we have a lot of people that are sick today. You can sit down. Uh, yeah. We have a lot of people that are sick today. Uh, the Millers—they're under quarantine. Uh, Freddie and his family—I uh, guess they're still dealing with a lot of illness. But I see Sharon and George's back, so that's yeah. that's a that's Yay. a good deal. And George is looking better, so that's good. Yeah. His complexion's a lot better. Make sure you're Yeah, no no problem. Uh, other than that, um, yeah. We did uh, hear a little bit about Betty Gray. She's doing a little better, I guess. She does have help. Uh, she has to walk the walker. Um, but she's having her needs attended to right now. So, praise God for that. And um, I guess that's all I have. Thank you, okay? All right.
3: Austin? Austin is back, he's back, his kids'
1: name, praise God. 100%? 100%. Oh.
3: But, you know, he's Well, okay. All right. Well, thank you for remembering him and your prayers as well. And uh, we're thankful that he's doing better. All right. Um, can't remember any others that we need to uh, mention this morning. But uh, as... Uh, George said, we do appreciate you praying for those that are on our prayer list. And I know you've been doing that and uh, continue to do that for those that are still on our prayer list. Uh, George is still having a few little issues, but if he stays on his diet, he should get well. (laughs) All right. Uh, Any other concerns today that you know about? Alright, we've got an old favorite coming up now. How great thou art. Let's stand as we sing.
4: power throughout the universe display Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to my soul my savior god to thee how great thou art how great thou
2: art
4: when christ shall come with shouts of take me home what joy shall fill my heart then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim my God how great Wow. Uh-huh.
3: this morning as we continue the message I started last week, Consider Your Lord, we're going to be reading verses 5 through 9 in the second chapter of Haggai. So if you would turn there with me. And last week we talked about the beginning of the reconstruction of the temple that uh, is in Jerusalem they uh, had started they laid a foundation but then they just quit and so Haggai is called of God to come and encourage the people to get on with the work to build the temple that he wanted built there in Jerusalem and so they had started building and they'd been working on it for a couple of months as we come to this portion of Haggai, the second chapter. And um, so, he is continuing to give a message from God to encourage the people. Let us read verses 5 through 9 this morning. This is what I coveted with you when you came out of Egypt. And my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while I will once more shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations. And what is desired of all nations will come. And I will fill this house with glory. Says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. Let us pray. Father, we do thank you today for reminding us of your greatness. Your ability. How you're going to perform. What you're going to do. And we know that as you were with the Israelites that came back from captivity. They were able to build that temple. They were able to do the things that you'd asked them to do. And Father, we pray that as we think about those things. That it would encourage us today that we might see that your hand is among us and you can help us just like you helped them. Again, Father, we pray that you would be with those that are not able to be with us today. We have so many that are missing from the pews that are usually here on Sunday morning. We pray that they would be well. They would be able to again be back with us. And Father, we pray that your blessings would be on all that are listening to our podcast this morning, as well as all of those that are here in your house. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we look at these verses of Scripture, I think that we can say that God is calling his people to be reliant to trust Him, to see His work among them, and that they're able to do the things that God is asking them to do. I think some of them had come back, and they had begun that work, they had laid the foundation of the temple, and they had looked at it, and they had said, Whoa, is me. We can't do that. We can't perform what God is asking us to do. But then as Haggai came on the scene and he began to prophesy to the people and he began to encourage them, they were able to see, this is what God wants. And if this is what God wants, this is what we need to do. And so they had started again on the temple. Now, the Bible does not say how much the temple complex had been put together, how much they had accomplished as the second chapter of Haggai begins. We can only imagine that there was enough of it for them to be able to see something of what it was going to look like. Now if you remember last week as I talked about this some of the individuals who were old enough and had seen Solomon's temple. And they began to look at what they were building here and and they were just so discouraged. And that's what God addresses. That's what He talks about here. But God is telling them here in these verses that the temple you're building is going to be greater than that which Solomon built. Wow, that's quite something, isn't it? Frank, do you still have that picture of uh, Herod's temple? This is going to give us an idea of how magnificent the temple was that was actually completed, started by these Jews that had come back from captivity, come back from Babylon, but built on and Furbished, It's still working. It it's, still, okay. <laughs> it's still working. It, it hasn't got the message yet that it needs to show something. But it will come up in a minute. But anyway, look at the temple complex. A drawing of it, of course. It's not a picture because no one has a picture of what it really looked like. We do have drawings. And see these little dots on these steps here? That's people people. That's how large, how magnificent that temple was. This is the temple that existed during the time that Jesus was on earth. And it was a very magnificent place. And so this is what they had started on. This is what they had begun to build as they come back from captivity. Now, if you had been in our Bible study this morning, I'm going to tell you, you always miss something when you're not in Bible study. <laughs> but uh, we talked a little bit about this very same thing because God was calling the people to know that He was going to bring them out of captivity. You see, Ezekiel was prophesying and He was giving this message at the time that the Israelites were still in captivity. None of them had been released, but he was talking about the temple complex. He was talking about what they were going to build. And so it's the same thing that we're talking about today, except they're actually working on it. They're actually building it as we're looking at Haggai. So God is calling them to rely upon Him, to trust Him, to know that He's going to do the work. The same thing is true for us today. We can rely upon the Lord. When the Lord calls us to do something, we can rest assured He's going to supply what's needed for us to do the work He asked us to do. Just like He did for them. Now notice the provisions. Verse 5. This is what I coveted with you when you came out of Egypt. And my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. Now think about this. These people were afraid that they were not going to be able to do what God wanted them to do. And we could talk about their circumstances a lot here. By the way, The walls around Jerusalem had not been constructed yet, had not been finished yet. They had partial walls. And this is not going to come until a later time. But they felt vulnerable. They had enemies around them. Some that were there ridiculing them, mocking them, as they were trying to do the work that God had called them to do. And so God is telling them, just like I was with your forefathers who came out of Egypt, I'm with you. He compares them with those that had come out of Egyptian bondage. And he said, don't be afraid. Don't fear. You know, that's one thing that we have in our world today that's just like it was then. They were afraid of different things than what we're afraid of, and some of the same things we're afraid of. But they were fearful. Notice God says, don't be afraid, there's no need to fear. As we have gone through these pandemic circumstances people are afraid aren't they why is it that they required these why is it that they required social distancing why is it that they required you remember we even had to do foot washing (laughs) as we came in remember we stepped in the uh, thing that had what was it in it, Wanda? Ammonia. Ammonia, uh, To uh, get rid of germs. You remember they were even washing tars as we came through the checkpoint down here. I don't know what good any of that did. But it was because people were afraid. Isn't that right? People are still afraid. The virus is still fairly prolific even in our area but it's not quite as bad thankfully people are getting over it easier but it's here and people are afraid some of the reason that some people are not here in this building this morning is because they're afraid of the pandemic they are now others are not here today because they have the (laughs) bars And aren't we glad they're not here today to spread that virus to us? But we do want them to come back. And just as soon as Minsa gives the okay and says, You're virus free, we welcome them back. We want them back. But people are afraid. And it's not just that. People are afraid of many different things today, aren't they? And as so we think about doing God's work, People are afraid that we can't, we can't, we can't. I think one day God is going to call us to do greater things than what we've been doing in the past. I can see us buying land. I can see us building a building. I can see us doing much more than what we're able to do today. But right now, we don't need that, do we? We don't have people to fill a building that we would build someplace. And we don't have the, maybe the ability for us to put the resources into buying land and building a building right now. Something for us to think about for future future days. Because I really think that's what God wants us to do in the future. But right now, we need to fill this building, don't we? We need to reach out to more and more people and see God's house filled. But we too, as the Israelites were asked to do back then, rest on His provision. Our relationship with the Lord is different, of course, than what it was back then. But, we can claim the promises that God made to them because He says, I'm with you like I was with your forefathers coming out of Egypt. And so as we look at Him being with His people as they began the construction of this temple We can rest assured God is with us today as we do the work He wants us to do here. We can rely on Him. We can know that He is right there with us. He's helping us. And we don't have to fear what we're around. We don't have to fear what circumstances are here, whatever we face, whatever it is that God is asking us to do, His power, His ability is here with us, and we can see His work done, now notice verses 6 and 7, he says this is what the Lord Almighty says, in a little while, I will once more shake the heavens, and the earth, the sea, and the dry land. I will shake all nations. I wonder why he said that. Now this wasn't something that has actually happened yet. Not like it's going to happen. This is something we read about in the book of Revelation. This is something that's still future for us today. But he said this to let them know it's my power that is available for you to do the work that you need to do the power that can shake the whole world the power that can be very evident as you see the future and he's going to shake the heavens the earth the sea and the dry land God can do that. I don't know whether you've ever been in a bad earthquake. I haven't, thankfully. But some of you may have been in San Francisco when... Okay. George can stand up and he could testify about how <laughs> nothing seemed firm at all, did it? Everything shook. I mean everything. And everything seemed to fall down too, didn't it? A lot of things did. I think some of them were even afraid that the Golden Gate Bridge was going to fall into the ocean. It was quite a powerful shock, shaking. And if you ever go through something like that, you can appreciate what God said here in His Word even more than if you hadn't been through something like that. But these events are going to come. And God is going to bring to nothing the power of man. We're going to see the Antichrist rise up. We're going to see the false prophet. And we're going to see them do marvelous things. I say we're going to see it. I think we're going to be in heaven as we observe these things taking place on earth because I think we're going to be raptured before this all takes place. But as God shakes the heavens and the earth in that day and time, he's going to destroy the power of Satan. He's going to do away with it. And Satan is going to be thrown into the bottomless pit, chained there for a thousand years. That's the power of our God, isn't it? And he's reminding them that it's this power that is yours to do what I'm asking you to do, that power that's going to do these things is yours right now. And so as they face the laying of the blocks and the building of the building that they were building, God is saying, the gold is mine. The silver is mine. Don't worry about these things. You're able to do it because of my power. There's a lot that we can discuss here as we think about these things taking place. But notice the last part of verse 7. What is desired by all nations will come. Now think about that for just a moment. What is it that all nations desire? let me tell you it's peace it's peace and here God makes a reference to the end time when he's going to bring peace on the entire earth but until then we can look forward to wars and rivers of war Aren't we hearing those today? Aren't you hearing some about that in Ukraine right now? Aren't there still skirmishes going on in the Middle East now? War hasn't ended. And so these things won't end until the Lord puts a stop to it in the end time. But, there's another piece and God tells us that He gives us the peace that passes understanding. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Me. And then He goes into, in my Father's house are many mansions or rooms. And if we're not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. You see, the peace of God can rest on us today and we can have assurance of the future because of His power, because of His ability, because of what He's doing in your life and in mine. What have desired of all nations will come. But we see that people are fearful today. People are afraid. This is where he started. Remember. This is what we see in the world. People afraid. But he says, you can have peace. Notice again in verse 7. He said, I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The house that they were building. The temple that they were constructing. He's going to fill that with His glory. Now, we talked about that a little bit this morning in our Bible study too. But hey, God filled that first temple. In fact, He filled the tabernacle, didn't He? During Moses' time with glory. And then He filled the temple of Solomon. Solomon. With glory, And then He was going to do it again when they built that temple that they were then constructing. God was going to do that. And then notice verse 8. This is something I mentioned a moment ago. The silver is mine. The gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. People were looking at the temple that needed to be built. They had instructions. They had what needed to be put in it. And there needed to be gold. And then there needed to be silver. As well as all the woodwork and the ornamentation and the things that, that they needed to do. And, and some of the people were saying, hey, we can't do that. We don't have this. And God was reminding them, these things were His. These things that need to be put in my temple, they're mine. And you're going to have what you need to be able to construct the temple that I've given you the blueprints for, that I've given you the instructions for. Again, as I said a little bit ago, whatever it is that God is asking us to do today, He's going to supply the wherewithal to get that done. We don't have to worry about it. He's going to supply the needs that are here the needs that we have it does us good to think about the promises that he made then and to see how God fulfilled those promises and that they were able to build the temple that God instructed them to build just as God had told them to do it and we need to see that God is working In our lives today as well. Notice verse 9. He said the glory of this present house. The one you're working on. The one you're building. The one that you're getting the materials for. and, And putting into place. He says the glory of this present house. Will be greater than the glory of the former house. Says the Lord Almighty. And in this place I will grant peace. Declares the Lord Almighty. Now, he didn't say here that he was going to give peace over the whole earth, did he? He's going to do that in the future. But we can have peace in God's house, we can have peace in our own hearts and lives. And this is what the Lord is declaring. This is not something that Steve Wood says. This is something that God says. Ministry serving the Lord can sometimes be difficult. Our society has experienced radical changes in the past few years. We used to live in different times. Think about the United States. It used to be called a Christian nation. It's not a Christian nation anymore, is it? But we can rejoice in the fact that God is with us in the midst of our trials. In the adversity that we face. In the hardships that come. And we can enjoy the peace that comes from the Lord. We have no way of knowing what the future brings, do we? For us here in Panama, we don't know what the future brings. Things could get worse than they are. Hopefully, things are going to get better than they are today. We hope so, don't we? But regardless of what we face, regardless of what we have to go through, God is there. God is in the future. He is going to lead us through it, whatever we face. And regardless of what happens in this life or how the world changes around us, we're secure in Christ. And He will provide today, tomorrow, and forever. He will. Will we rely on Him? Will we trust Him? Will we be His people In the thick and in the thin. In the good times as well as the bad times. It's our decision. What are we going to do? My peace, God says, I give unto you. Our Father, as we come to the close of this message, it may be today that You're calling some to experience that peace. Maybe they've never trusted You as their personal Savior. Father, they need Your life. They need Your salvation. And Father, we pray for them to turn from their sins, to trust in Your Son who died for their sins and ours, and find that salvation that You made available for everyone. Well, you tell us in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. And Father, we pray that if they don't have that life today, they will trust You. And for us as Your people, help us to rely upon You. Help us not be afraid. Help us to have Your peace as we go about Your work, knowing that You're going to supply Whatever is needed for our daily task, you're going to supply them. Help us to rely upon you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we stand and we have our final hymn, Amazing Grace. man. Right. Thank you for being here today. I've asked Dr. Fred, if he would, to lead us in our closing prayer. Dr. Fred? Thank you, Lord, for Jesus Christ our Savior. Yes, Father. Lord, to think that one day you'll come and get us or we will see you come in your clouds. Now, Lord, thank you for what you're going to do that we don't even know about. But we do know that Jesus is our Savior because we trust Him one day. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 64386541, email at steverwood.com, Zero zero two at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to HBC Prayer twenty twenty at gmail.com.
2: Thank you, and God bless.